Hi, my name's Tim. And I'm Cassandra. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the European, European Soapbox. Functionalism is a theory that makes sense, but really doesn't make sense. And I know that's a very complicated way to put it, but it's such a technical term that we're going to do our best to try to break it down. So I hope this episode isn't a head scratcher because functionalism kind of is. Like Cassandra said, this is complicated, this is dense, and it doesn't make sense, but it does. Mm -hmm. There's a video on Khan Academy that we, as we were doing our research for this episode, we watched. And it's very technical. If you need like a deep understanding, watch it. It's okay. But if you need that superficial, I just need to know what it means, definitely not the place to go. And we'll also talk about it in the context of everything. Because, I mean, when we talk about functionalism today, it's not the same functionalism as it was designed. Right. And, all right. Well, let's get into kind of a definition. Mm -hmm. Functionalism is essentially everything in government is there for a reason and serves a specific purpose. Form meets function. Yes. Because like that that's a very basic principle, like the circle peg goes in the circle hole, you know? Right. It's stuff like that. Like there's a problem, this fixes it. Mm-hmm. This is a demand, this counteracts it. Stuff like that. Like every element of society or a problem in society has a corresponding governmental solution. Right. So, I, I mean, one of the simplest ones that we brought up before was if your roads need paving, if there's a huge hole in the road, what fixes that? Taxes. Like yes. Government taxes, in one way or another, will help pave that road. Great. We got a definition example. We can wrap it up now. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, it's more dense than that, right? Because let's talk about it in the context of everything. Mm-hmm. Functionalism is a theory that tries to explain society and government and how these things link and how these things balance each other out. Mm-hmm. That's a big principle. Of functionalism balance right i don't really understand why but it just it, tries it to is. balance everything yeah um but it doesn't really apply too much today because when you think about functionalism it serves the purpose on the national scale mm-hmm. and when we think about internationally it's a little more complicated because now you have different actors you have different societies and it goes way beyond the individual right which is where theories like post-functionalism and intergovernmentalism come into play, but we're going to talk about that on a separate episode because they refer more to the process of international relations. Absolutely. But functionalism sets the stage for those things because post-functionalism, after-functionalism. <laughs> of course. And so without this balance or this like... I always thought about it as like a rope, mm-hmm. right? So like tug-of-war. Okay. There's people on one side, there's government on the other side. People say, I need roads, and pull the rope. Government says, okay, give me taxes so I can build the roads, and mm-hmm. it brings it back to the middle. Absolutely. Yeah, that's... I, <laughs> functionalism was always a theory I had a lot of difficulty understanding. And I think because there's so much that goes into it, that essentially is what we just said, but the nitty-gritty examples that they give us, when it comes to, I mean, state, local, and then when you get bigger into the federal taxes and are not federal taxes, but the, <laughs> the federal government, it, it makes it seem more complicated than it is. Yes. And I think there's also, th- this is something mentioned in the Khan Academy video that I think it's important to highlight is there's these 
not outside, but non-tangible mm-hmm. things. Like they, they talk about laws, religion, but I mean, if you boil it down, it's just how a society works. Right. Right. So I agree not to drive my car above the speed limit (laughs) Uh (laughs) or or kill someone (laughs) and you decide that you go to church on sunday okay and you don't want to work on sunday Mm -hmm. stuff like that like it's it's these things that that govern relationships in between people but also between like in society that make it work that make society work one issue that i always had with functionalism is i think it tries to explain things that happen and not everything and some things just happen because they happen or some things be happen and then functionalism tries to explain why that happened Mm -hmm. and is of course in political science it's impossible to predict right because it's not an actual like it's a study of what has happened and today is exactly and then you can uh, formulate a guess as to what could happen right and essentially you're always trying to find a solution to a problem functionalism at its finest solution problem um but that's always why functionalism never really made sense to me. It always seems like, it always seemed to me like it was too broad of an explanation. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I, I I get that like, people demand certain things to the government, and the government provides those things, and it, the government doesn't do anything beyond those demands. But like that that always seems like a too easy explanation. Right. If that makes sense. And I think that's where the definitely where the complicated part comes in. Is yes. In when you boil it down, it is very easy but again those those far out explanations make it seem harder than it is and so that's always i guess this is where the philosophy comes in (laughs) all right if we're gonna get really philosophical what comes first the chicken or the egg Mm -hmm. right what comes first the societal change or the governmental change right so does the chicken react to the egg being lame or does (laughs) the egg react to the chicken i yeah (laughs) this is our critique of functionalism it's a little too easy. Yes. Right? But in essential, what functionalism is, form meets function. If there's a problem, government tries to fix it. If government needs to do something, society demands it. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it sounds easy enough when you put it that way. And it specifically, I think, sort of in relation to the other theories, as we've previously mentioned, it, it makes more sense. It's the building block of like the first things when we talk about multi-level mm-hmm. governance. It's the first step on the ladder. As we, we in our multi-level episodes, we di- multi-level governance episode, we describe it as a ladder. Mm-hmm. Like each rung refers to a specific Degree, level yeah. of sovereignty and yes, local governance. Exactly, and so I guess this is like trying to explain like the first three rungs beyond like community town nation yeah and, and explaining i guess how they're connected how each one fits with the yeah. other one yeah it does however this is something that sort of ignores social conflict which i don't want to spoil too much but that's what post-functionalism really discusses right. um whereas functionalism can't pr- do those kinds of predictions because individuals are variables post-functionalism which we will talk about kind of helps i guess explain them yes I, I would agree with that. Um, I guess this episode was really designed to give a quick overview of what functionalism is. Not necessarily why it's important, because it's not really important today anymore, except mm-hmm. from like a historical perspective. There are a lot more in-depth, complicated theories beyond functionalism. But mm-hmm. 
boil it down, functionalism for meets function at its finest in the stage of government. Like that's the, that's the simplest way that I can describe it. I, I completely agree. And with that, <laughs> we hope you guys join us with our next episodes on theory on the European soapbox. The European Soapbox podcast reflects only the opinions of the authors and do not reflect the views of any affiliated and or mentioned organizations. We are students still in the learning process, so information should be taken with a grain of salt and not blindly accepted. The information is for informational purposes only and do not intend to serve as any recommendation. We do not intend to isolate anyone on this podcast and encourage diversity and differences in opinion. The European Soapbox stands independently from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. The authors are the sole owners of the rights to the European Soapbox podcast. As students, we ask for the opportunity to grow and improve in our podcasting journey and progression as individuals. If you'd like to reach out to us, send us an email at europeansoapbox at gmail.com. This podcast is hosted by Cassandra Alvarino and Tim Fry. All music is produced by Till Iringer. That's T-I-L-L-Y-D-E-A-N dot W-A-V on Instagram. A special thanks to our friends, families, and supporters.